woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, a weekly podcast that follows the hilarity and hardships of a group of world-hopping adventurers trying to save existence. Before we get started, I want to share some big news with everyone. An adventuring guild will be emerging in the World Walkers universe, and as a way of thanking the support the World Walkers Patreon community has given so far, I'm inviting everyone to help me create the guild. I'm going to be working with each member of the World Walkers Patreon to create a unique character that will fill the ranks of the Adventuring Guild. Anyone who's been a patron is welcome to create a character. And if you aren't a patron yet, there's still time. If you head over to patreon.com worldwalkers and decide to become a Patreon member by the end of September 2018, you can join us in building the Adventuring Guild. If you'd like to be a part of this or want to see what the World Walkers Patreon is all about, Check it out after this episode. So where were we? Oh yeah. After a harrowing journey through their own nightmares, it's time for the World Walkers to travel forward as far as the path will take them to their next destination, Ozen Tower. Before they enter, however, they'll have to deal with the creature that stands guard. Let's listen to Season 3, Episode 24. Custodians are ripped. So last we left off, you had all uh, removed yourself from a perilous situation, and you're all back together again. I don't know if you short-rested or long-rested after that, but you're back on the path and ready to move forward. Totally long-rested. Yes, we totally did. You can't, I mean, even if you didn't, you could right now. Oh, okay, like, yes. Yeah. It's not like, you had your chance, mortal! Like, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> Get all my hit points back! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can uh can Vasa really quickly go to Ertlebee and sort of like feel her up and down and be like, Grandmother, are you okay? What happened? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the poem, Olivia, run. Oh, Vasa, this is a new side of our relationship. <laughs> Just a few questions to extrapolate some data from you. What would you do in the following situation? <laughs> Vasa, to be honest... I feel fine. I I feel like my hip hurts, though. That's the only thing. My hip is kind of sore. You'll have to carry me. And then Vasa stands up. She's like, "Okay, grandmother's okay. She's normal." <laughs> <laughs> Tin, uh, Tin, just yeah, quietly is like she'll go up and like pick up her. And it'll be oh. And don't I have, like, a little baby Bjorn or something already? Like, <laughs> I thought I did. I always just assume we just fashion one out of hemp and rope. Okay. I make a little baby baby Bjorn for... <laughs> <laughs> so, Ertlebe is swaddled in the baby Bjorn, and she's looking really, like, cozy. And she's like, now tell me a story. Uh, that'll be somebody else's job. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, um... So the environment that we're in, we're on the edge. We're on the cusp of leaving the swamp to go into the next region, right? Yeah. As far as I uh, understood it, you had gone to the path itself so that you were completely safe. Oh, okay. So we have left the path. Um, yeah. I, 
I, I uh, Vasa would look around and say, how is everyone feeling? Do we need to rest or can we press on? Tompkins kind of stretches out. Uh, I could probably walk for another half hour. He kind of cracks his back. Um, I honestly don't remember what happened last game. I apologize. You don't remember tail. what happened at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was your big moment. Everybody was like falling out the of their chairs with how well you played it. You had the most amazing roleplay moment. Oh, yes, Enzo, okay, remember? we skipped the fucking nightmare. Woke yes. up. Yeah. Okay. And we're, all, we're all together again. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I just needed like... I, I gave like, birth. One... <laughs> I remember that. That's so, right. That's why I, right. I found out I was a father for three years. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, and so you don't remember your we're character to... died. No. You had to make a new one. <laughs> so we're all together. Tompkins is awake. Uh, everyone's fine. Okay, yes. good. We're Thank on you. the path. We're Thank on the you. path. Good. Headed I mean, to the cliffs. Is that right? I mean, I think at least a short rest at least would be worthwhile to just recharge yeah. some abilities and... Is anybody hurt? Wait, I thought we just did a long rest. Are we actually doing a long rest? Yeah, Pedro said we could. We could, if you want we to. We could, but... doesn't mean we should. I think what, we should. What time of day is it? Oh. It should be like... uh, it's probably two in the afternoon, okay. if I had to make up a number. I just deleted all my negative hit points, so we should... Same. <laughs> I, I literally thought that Pedro, so the white They horse. went to the whiteboard as soon as I said it, Jane. They're like... <laughs> I like the idea that you were just like even uh, you know like (laughs) I'll do a long and like they're already erasing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. So I didn't even we could say rest. I'm sorry. I just thought that the way you said it, I thought it was pull the lever. The whiteboard flips to a new one. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if if like because people are hurt, right? People are actually hurt. Yeah. Yeah. My hip. Yeah. So yeah, probably Earl a long B's rest would be, has been would be recommended. By mm-hmm. Um I will Stone, can your nature rock can it um does it have intelligence or sentience or anything? Yeah. I mean, can you inst- can it stand guard, is that what you're asking? Well yeah, but more like can you instruct it to shake us awake if we appear to be within a nightmare? Um, when Ertlebee was asleep and I saw that she was a nightmare, I shook her awake and that was actually what pulled you out as well. So we would need somebody to wake us up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Pedro can kill Rum do that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can also, I, I had to check real quick to see how long it lasts. I can also set an alarm. One of my spells <laughs> is an alarm. What? No, not around our, around our area. So that way we can prevent people from oh. sneaking up on us too. Oh, oh good, good. Yeah, that's perfect. Is it a 20-foot um, radius or something like that? Uh, yeah, choose a door, window, or an area within a range that is no larger than 20-foot cube. So we just have to sleep real real close together, guys. Bundle up. <laughs> I'm just wondering how many spells you have that I've never heard of. This is pretty cool. <laughs> I know. I've got really cool spells. I just never... Wait, everyone... like, like which ones? Like I've got... Um, let me see. I've got Mage Hand, True Strike, Alarm, Thunder Wave, Feather Fall, and Silent Image. That's so. a lot cooler than Turn Into Stone. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, if we're settled on here, like wherever we decide to settle down, I'll, then I'll begin the process of um, casting it for us. But just let me know when we're ready to go. 
I'll just find a place on the path that's, you know, out of the way, and but not off the path, and just hunker on down. Vasa's gonna tie a rope around Tompkins' ankle, and it's gonna be like a triple rogue knot, and then she's gonna hold the other <laughs> end of the rope. Oh, a triple rogue knot. Classic. <laughs> he, he just lets it happen, he's like, what is, what is this? Shut up, Tompkins. And then Vasa uh, basically goes to lean against a rock or something, and she kind of like she's not even like on the ground asleep. She's like cr- like cr- arms crossed, lean back against the rock, uh, one the rope tightly in her hand, and she just like lowers her head to like fall asleep. Oh, I get it. And he he keeps walking till he stretches it out, so it's kind of like in his mind a trip wire. <laughs> and then he lays down against another tree, and he's like. He just kind of points at you and nods. Like I get it. Boss is not even looking. She just she doesn't she doesn't acknowledge she doesn't acknowledge this. She's just concentrating on sleeping. <laughs> yep. All right. So everyone beds down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now Pedro kills us. <laughs> no, you're on the path. I can't. You all guys, you we all, can't leave the path. You all die quietly in your sleep. Uh- <laughs> yeah, Brummelstone might like stay awake for like a little bit and just kind of watch um creepy especially like watching um Roberto okay tin snoring (laughs) 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 it sounds like a power drill (laughs) no but so yeah after about eight hours you slowly start to wake up it's now roughly what 10 at night so you'd be traveling at night. So are you going to... So essentially you'll be on a night cycle now? Anyone got night vision? Yes. Because... Done. Oh. <laughs> you do? Really? I'm a dwarf. He has dark vision. It's not like... He's not like the, he's not like the predator. <laughs> Everything goes green I feel, for I me, feel like, I feel like we should have timed our sleep to <laughs> not wake us up in the middle of the night. I mean, I did ask what time it was. Everyone's awake. It's a beautiful night sky. The trees are swaying ever so softly in the night breeze. Tompkins looks happy. No, no good. No good. No, I say we just wait through until dawn. Yeah. Yeah. I can set my alarm again. Well, Tompkins is like, why? I thought this was part of the plan. Like, we're going to cover walk, walk at night or something. No. No. Well, not at all. Why That's a terrible I'm, plan. But I'm not tired anymore. I don't want to go back to sleep. I mean, I can make you do sleep, push-ups Tompkins. until you are tired. <laughs> Tompkins, tell me stories, please. Wait, why was that the plan to travel at night? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Tompkins just making bullshit up again. <laughs> That's fair. Everyone was oh, sleeping. Okay. They just happened to fall asleep. <laughs> Ertlebee sits down next to Tompkins and insists he tell her stories. He just looks around. I don't really have any. <laughs> and he just tries to go to sleep. My head! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so you guys pass the time in whatever fashion you need to in order to get back on to <laughs> daylight savings time. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you bed down again. You set up the proper watches or alarms or whatever you're going to do. And the night passes without incident. Uh, you're able to wake up pretty much right at dawn if you so choose. Do it. I like to think that at some point in the night, maybe Vasa woke up a little bit way earlier than dawn, and I like to think that like maybe Brummelstone was awake too, and they kind of like had a small talk just to sort of review the overall things and have a little moment. Yeah, there was a there's definitely a, a managers meeting. Yeah, yeah, they're like <laughs> you know it's sort of like 
<laughs> sort of sharing notes on like what happened in the dream world, what happened on Vasa and Ertlebee's end, and sort of just comparing notes and taking yeah, for stock sure. Of oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Can Ertlebee be there and just like like be like interjecting her like goofy thoughts at different <laughs> yeah. points? So like, the two like, of you are kind of just going over notes, and you're learning more and more about what transpired uh, during that. To you, pretty much like a short time, right? Like. It, time kind of just breezed right by for you, but they seem to have had this huge, elongated, and then Ertlebe. Ertlebe's <laughs> like, I helped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I it's just, was it's- here. I, I saved Roboto, <laughs> and then I saved everybody else. Uh, but yeah, Ertlebe's there, just like popping in. Just kind of, she kind of snuggles between you two. <laughs> <laughs> Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> You guys just kind of compare notes, and do you actually need to go over what happened in the dreams, or are you guys just narratively breezing through? Uh, Essentially, do you want to roleplay it real fast, or do you want to just, he caught you up and she caught you up? Well, I'd be more interested in whether there's any role potential and whether Bromastone could get insight on what was happening or anything. Beyond like beyond what we players obviously know, it's like, hey, the nightmares like made you fight your demons to wake up. Like that's obviously <laughs> what was happening, but like is there any additional lore that they can pick out about how the nightmares are now attacking us or trapping us or whatever? Yep. So during that conversation, yeah, what sort of questions would you want to ask? Um, I can give you uh, checks and answer the questions. So do we know everyone's story? I guess that's like, because Brummelstone can relay his, which he would say would be like, was his worst fear? And then when he called out torment, like that seemed to like agitate and push the dream faster. In the dream world, he was like, you know, like there was some control we had there. So uh, maybe if I knew like the grasp of the control and I knew that like we couldn't see Tomkin's dreams. Like, we were in his nightmare at one point, but it was clear we couldn't tell where it was. But it was, like, from context, I was guessing it was the deathbed of his wife. Yeah, so, um, as lucid dreamers, um, it's not like you have, like, full control over your dreams. Like, you can't just do whatever you want to. But in the past, you've kind of been able to kind of walk where you want to. So, like, if you were having a dream about a a small cottage from your youth, you could, if you wanted to walk through that door and usually end up in your your grade school you know what i mean like you didn't have control over the you couldn't just suddenly like bring the earth to bear and rise up on a pillar of strength crafted by your own mind but you kind of had the agency to kind of go where you wanted so like that right in this dream before you had kind of gained control of sorts, like until you had kind of fully awakened from it, it was like you were anchored in the dream in a way that you're not used to, which is why it felt like the real world, but it didn't take long for any of you to figure out what was going on. So once you realized that you had a little bit of a, um, you were able to kind of look, like you, you wanted to find somebody, and so you were able to find something that would take you to them. Like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you had, a, you gained a bit of control in that regard. It wasn't like full control. And what that means to you is that it seems like these things had sculpted the dreamscape in a, in a certain sense. So previously, before these these creatures, these entities, have been able to grab your fears and then sort of manifest them, and it seems like they were even 
more powerful once you were in the dreamscape because they weren't just manifesting your fears, they were manifesting with the environment itself. Mm, I get you. Like, they were almost creating... Do we think it's... Or would Brumblestone think it was tied to, like, how one was, like, projecting over the sky or something? Like, there'd be any knowledge about that. Like, as though... like You can roll really... insight on that. Uh, I got a 19. No, you would know... I mean, at that point, all it was was that, like, they had taken the night sky so they could take as many of you into the dreaming as possible. One thing that you're familiar with is the concept of uh, sort of dream logic. So there's a certain point where you won't be able to analyze exactly what they did. It's this thing kind of stretched out, took the sky, and brought you with it. That's about as much sense as it's going to make. Whether or not there was a point of entry or there was like some sort of archway that created a portal. Like, they brought you to sleep and once and took you with them to the dreaming. One more insight check. Or investigation. It's, you get a different answer depending on what you roll. Ooh, I'm going to go with investigation or 17. Okay, so you're able to put together the fact that you can kind of analyze the situation and realize that the, the way it's worked in the past is that they have attacked you and they've, paid, they've pulled out like a base fear, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. These things had never really seen you before, to the best of your knowledge. These were called the Dream Hunters by uh, the entity in the swamp, right? Just by encountering you, they were able to quickly put together this amount of depth, right? But it didn't take long for you to see through it. Each of you had pretty much figured it out really fast, for the most part, right? So, I guess the only other thing you could extrapolate from all this is that... They seem to be able to pull out base fears and things quickly. There's no telling what they could do if they had time to really know you, to understand you, or to study you, or take you apart, whatever. So maybe you're left with that lingering concern, but otherwise... So, I mean, I know as a player that, like it hit us and we just it like went into us and disappeared like what did that look like from vasa's from vasa's she just watched them fall watch y'all fall asleep okay and disappear and then fade away yep okay i remember they like was like a wave that like smacked into us i didn't know if it looked familiar to like maybe how the um the bullywogs were infested with those things if we could no it wasn't like that no okay no, it's just like you just kind of fell asleep and then faded out. Okay. Yeah, and okay. that's kind of weird too because like it, you would think they only they wouldn't need your bodies, but they brought your bodies with you, so maybe that's something too. Mm-hmm. Can I interject a thought? Or tin snuggles in. Yeah. <laughs> Get on the log. There's plenty of room. <laughs> if you die in the dream, you die for real. <laughs> How come none of you responded to the Outlook notification about this meeting? Now you're all here. Ertley <laughs> uh, would get like a serious look on her face and be like, Stone, you said you saw Tompkins' wife? Uh, no, I saw... From when I, what I remember was all the nightmares looked as though they were a blur to what we were seeing. Um, I can, I can interject that we were at, I was at Tompkins' house and he was by 
a deathbed is what it looked like. And I would suppose based on Tompkins' former talkings that it was probably the deathbed of his wife. And to relive that memory would be his own nightmare. I I have in the past been, to my detriment, a little glib towards Tompkins. But we're here at this place, which probably is very painful for him to be here with these memories. And presumably wherever we go next will be where Tompkins leads us. And I really want to make sure he's okay. Vasa, uh, huge <laughs> snore like, from Tompkins. Vasa like yanks hard on this rope to just like basically pull him back a bit. He's fine, don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then Brummelstone underneath would be like, as do I, Grandma, as do I. Get that boy a therapist, Dad. <laughs> and then we'll dawn, dawn, br- dawn breaks so so perfectly over the dark sky, <laughs> yeah. lifting over. Nailed it, everyone. Nailed it. Let's continue. The dawn arises. There was a musical joke that I didn't quite understand, but I think is from Peggle. I'm not sure. No, it's it's uh, <laughs> like it's almost it's like that it's a very generic, yeah. yeah, like yeah. from like Looney Tunes or something. I, I that's where mm-hmm. I heard it from. Anyway. I feel like everyone was on the same page, and I was like, oh, this must have been <laughs> oh, Jane Feld. Must have been Lights, which I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they played in it. I I mean, I know that generic like song. But moving on, we've made notes. We're gonna make a gift basket for <laughs> Tompkins. <laughs> Ooh, that's actually a good idea. I'm going to like, like bring back, bring back the exfoliation book. I wanna, I wanna keep notes on, on where we are. Great parting gifts, guys. I'm sorry, Tompkins. This is your last day. We wish you a lot of success. Here's a Walmart gift card, <laughs> some socks. We really love you. Have fun. Like your there. future, it's what you make of it. It's twenty yeah. bucks. So, supplies are packed, breakfast has been had, and you're ready to move forward. It's a beautiful morning! (laughs) (laughs) Like, I feel like Tin is extra chipper, mostly just because of, like, how much sleep we've got, and yeah. Yeah, and we just survived, like, a fucking... We almost died. Like we do all the... every single time. I I had wondered if there was going to be someone going down. Thanks, t- thanks, Peter. Not, I didn't think there was. I was just like, God. <laughs> and he's like, now I know. Everyone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad they're all going to die together. <laughs> oh my it's, God. it's the one mercy I can offer them. Jesus. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jeez. All right. So yeah, if you're listening this far, please stop the episode and take a bet of who will die first. <laughs> <laughs> Play it. Let's Keep listening to see if you are right. Uh, I mean, I wish I remember it was like last month. Some, some they did that in the Discord a little bit. Oh, ooh, who won? Ouch! Huh? Yeah, yeah we need. I to don't want to know. I feel like it's Brummelstone. <laughs> it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, so anyway, it's, to be fair, it's probably Tompkins. No, I bet it's Enzo. It's not Roberto, it's Enzo. <laughs> wow. Canada just gets taken by like a, a deep freeze and Enzo's gone. 
I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wow, that's wow. <laughs> All right, like, right. like, I think it's my character, Megan. I think it's fucking Enzo. It's fucking Enzo. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you remember the early games when it was like Enzo had like he's like seventeen AC. <laughs> it was like no one could touch him. <laughs> oh, those are the days. Enzo <laughs> walks into a room. Everyone fires a gun point blank. Everyone misses. <laughs> Should we enter Bro- negotiations? Promo yeah. Stone standing off to the side, the gunpowder has knocked you over. <laughs> the ricochet. Ah! Rip the Get him, bro. <laughs> Everyone else is fine. As Dawn breaks, Vasa starts going around and shaking everybody awake. She doesn't really shake Tompkins awake. She just keeps walking while holding onto the rope. So if the rope brings her out of the range, so it kind of just drags a bit. He's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? really? Get up. He's just, time to go. Time to I go. can't. You're, and he's just trying to get up. And he's wiggling. And every time he gets a footing, the other foot goes. And he's like, come on. Uh, ten, would help ten just, him. Oh. Oh, well, at the same time, Tins just grabs his shirt and picks him up, and she's like, hey, puny man. (laughs) (laughs) I remember last episode where Tin was forlorn about how mean she had been to Tompkins. No, 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 she did it in a nice way. Like, she, I'm just She insulted him from the heart. I didn't say that out loud, but it was just more of the, like, the attitude. Yeah, yeah. it's I don't know how I was supposed to interject nice from that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so everyone's packed up, ready to go. Tompkins is finally free, and you're ready to move forward. All right, who's uh, who's in front? Just out of curiosity. Me or Roberto? Who dies first? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it's Roberto. Yeah. No. <laughs> Vasa or Rumblestone should be in front, and we have the highest like, um, perception. I feel and one like, of us should be front and back or something. I feel like Vasa would want Tompkins in front because he's the one who knows the way. And because Vasa doesn't trust Tompkins, Vasa would be next to Tompkins walking. Yeah. So Grummelstone would have Kilrum mm-hmm. and him in the back there as mm-hmm. like a shield from behind if anything comes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Tompkins takes the point then next to Vasa and he's like, can you give you an odd? Like, yeah, let's do this. If you get away from me, I'm tying a rope around you again. If I get away from you, you're going to retroactively tie me out? I will catch you, and then you'll be on the rope. <laughs> yeah, all right. Let's go. Yeah. So he <laughs> starts walking forward. Um, <laughs> so you make your way down the path. It sort of winds at times and goes up and over, but overall it's a pretty steady path, and it's just absolutely beautiful out. Uh, Roberto, it, it's hard for you not to want to take just a moment to appreciate nature's beauty. Roberto starts, like, marveling at the wonder of nature. He'd be um, reaching out for birds. Erdelby would sidle up next to Roberto and be like, you really do have a way with animals. I like to think I that I do. A blue jay lands on your shoulder. Aww. So <laughs> I reach out my finger and I let it hop onto my finger, and I'm just like, okay, just a little, little no. hop. There's <laughs> a little hop, and then it kind of like nestles up to your thumb and uh, suggests that you pet it. I, I pet it. Uh, we Ertlebe would like be very moved, looking at this like scene of Roberto and the Blue Jay, and be like, like I'm taking notes on everything, Roberto. 
tell me everything you can so I can put it in my book. And she'd hold up the exfoliation. And she would like have included in there already a really bad drawing of the blue jay that like looks like a pumpkin. But you continue uh, down the path. Nature, as it can, seems to want to coalesce around Roberto as much as he allows it, the animals anyway. Oh, I allow it. But <laughs> <laughs> it is very allowed. <laughs> After about an hour's travel, as you come up over a hill, you can see a pretty clear view as the trees kind of part, and the path is going to lead you straight to an extremely tall tower. As you get closer, you'll be able to judge that it, it looks like a pretty, in terms of uh, its width, a pretty small tower in that it's only around 40 feet in diameter. And it's made of just simple gray stone, very smooth, expertly cut, but it just continues up higher and higher, hundreds of feet uh, all along the side of this impossibly tall uh, cliffside. The cliffside itself. It looks pretty jagged. Like you look like if once you get close enough, you can judge that you could climb this, but it doesn't take too long before you hear the howling winds that race along the side of it and realize that traveling up the cliff to avoid the tower, um, you would be fighting not only the dreaded athletic checks that we don't really enjoy, but um, battering winds coming in from the east. You'll notice that as you get closer as well, the path breaks maybe about 40 feet away from the tower itself. So you come over the, the hill, you make your way down, and as you get closer and closer, you can see up ahead there's a, a figure, muscular, very, very uh, large sword on his back. It must be a great sword. Uh, it looks almost impossible to wield. And they have this kind of a baggy, dark brown pants, very loose fitting, and then um, dark brown boots to match. And then there is a strap to hold the sword sheath. And then over that, there's just a shawl made of um, dark browns and greens in this kind of a elaborate pattern that falls all the way uh, past his knees. And kind of comes to a point. And the figure stands, arms folded, almost unmoving. Like you could almost mistake it for a statue from this distance. But as you approach, you see this is no statue. It's some sort of living creature. And the reason I say creature instead of just human is the closer you get, it's it's kind of like this really rich earth uh, brown and red uh, skin. And the closer you get, you see it's almost a mix of like light fur because the creature in front of you is more a humanoid canine figure than just a standard human. Uh, it has the, the head and the, the features of a uh, dog, if you will. Like its nose kind of comes forward and it has the ears and it has a little bit of a brown goatee coming in front of it as well. Have any of us encountered this creature before? No. Have any of us encountered its species before in the village with all the animals? No, no. Tin, Tin actually, when the uh, path like breaks, should have been like, man, really wish I could, you know, be like inspired or get like some kind of a, uh, like I don't know, maybe like a a pep talk. And she like looks pointedly at Vasa. <laughs> By this Bye. point, whatever oh, that wow. creature is can see you. 
like trying to not make eye contact with it. <laughs> <laughs> Tin's Tin's just like full on staring at Vasa now. I thought I mean Vasa's still kind of riding high from her previous inspirational speech. She's all good. She's she's good. Uh, um, oh, as long as you're good, then. Wait, <laughs> has the monster has the thing noticed us yet, or are we yeah, close? staring right at you? But it's not hostile. It's not moving. Arms folded, staring at you. Tompkins kind of leans in. Tompkins, Vasa would be like, well, first of all, Vasa would make sure the distance, the people, um, we as a group, stop at least like 30, you know what, at least 40 feet or something more away from the creature. Like, not enough work. I would say you're over like 100 feet right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. First of all, the moment we see that, Vasa would be like, Tompkins, who is that? That's a custodian. There's no need to worry. A what? what are custodians? Custodians clean up and they help um, tidy up and kind of keep an area. I don't know if you guys have them in your worlds. They um, like if there's like trash, then they would tend to it. If there's dusting that needs to be done, um, custodians do a lot of really important work. What does it that- dust with Tompkins? The sword on its back? What's the trash? Are we the trash? Is this a oh, metaphor? He's yeah. like, you're really overthinking this. I, I mean, I don't know where his broom is. They don't know what his broom depends on what the job it's calls a, for. It's a fighter, Tompkins. Look at it. Yeah, he looks pretty buff. <laughs> it's not Tompkins, it's been a long time since you've been here. Whoa. I think we should take everything you tell us about and make it like a death metal version of the thing <laughs> you told us about. <laughs> I think you're insulting custodians. You don't think first they can work out, which they do. And second of all, like the job is tough. Like you'd be surprised. You can get an ab or two doing some of the work they do. All right. In um, hmm. any of the like yeah, the patterns weird. on his shawl, is there like any noticeable symbols or anything? It's some sort of, yeah, it's essentially it's got uh if you get close enough you'll be able to see it, but from here you can't uh, make it out. Okay. I don't know if Tompkins would recognize anything on the shawl. Do we know if it has noticed us yet? It's staring it... right at you. It arms folded. Oh. Just um, any react. Uh, uh, we should probably talk to it. Hello? I was gonna say. Tin- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tin- okay, all right. Roberto has raises on. It doesn't move <laughs> okay. or anything. That didn't work. Uh, I like the idea that we're all standing around like, "What's that?" And Roberto is like, "Hello." <laughs> but it didn't Are respond. you a good boy? Like me, uh, me friend. <laughs> it just stares. Strangers are just friends you haven't made yet. He must be on break. (laughs) Shut up, Tompkins. I think we should actually do that. Okay, I've got an idea. Go on break? No, no, no. Vasa, (laughs) give an inspirational speech and make it like like a retrospective on everything we've done so far. So if he walks up and he's nice, he just hears about all the good things we've done. (gasps) You can be like a bard. Yes. But if he walks up and is mean, then we're inspired and will not die as quickly, thanks to your inspirational speech. He isn't moving towards us, so I see you know. With all with all due respect, grandmother, I don't think this group needs to be inspired against one solitary, still figure. Uh, this is it's not particularly inspiring to go f- six on one, and I think our team is. If if it comes down to that, I think our team will be all right. I carry Mark. your words with me as long as I can. Oh, that's because you stay out of danger, Tompkins, where you belong. I try. Um, but I do agree that clearly this individual requires acknowledgement. 
Perhaps we should say Maybe even respect, and he looks up at Tin. What? Mm. Why? What? Maybe, what did I do? Weren't you dissing the custodian? I didn't say anything. Who was it that said it? <sighs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I thought it was Tin. I wasn't here. looking yeah. when you were talking. I thought it was you. <laughs> I'm really sorry. All right. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I just, so, so it's fine. It's if, like you kind of sass a lot. So I don't. So here's what I would like to do. I would like to use slate of hand and also just role play positioning, being that Vasa's back is turned to the creature and she's also positioned herself so that a good amount of the group is shielding her. With that position and obscuring her from the creature's sight, she would like to briefly activate her um, dagger of venom, just to sort of activate it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And yeah, you kind of focus on it, and you have it out or still in the sheath. No, like I bring it out to activate it, but then I like tuck it back within the sheath. Anyone um, stealing a glance at the dagger sees that like there's a kind of like this sheen of green liquid that kind of runs itself and drips off almost. Like it starts to drip and right before that bead breaks, it's almost like the dagger drinks it. And then there's kind of a sheen and then she puts it away. And then Vasa says, all right, clearly this individual demands acknowledgement. I'm going to go acknowledge it. Let's see what we can do. And then she'll still say something like, um, don't, don't, don't get too close. Perhaps there'll be more neutrality with only one-on-one. And she'll like check with the group and like, all right, everybody got it? Like Any opposition? Tin will uh, silently just uh, get on the ground and aim her gun. Be like, I got you. Got your six. No, got actually, six. that's not a bad idea. That's honestly not yeah. a bad idea. Um, yeah, and then Vasa turns around and she like approaches the creature with her arms clearly held out, but not in like a "Hey, what's up, man?" Like, oh, "Don't shoot me," but in like an opening gesture, such as to show that she's unwielded any weapons right now. Mm-hmm. And then she stops. Uh, let's see. She stops at the limit of how much movement she can move, and then she just she calls out. She says. Um, Good morning, custodian. Good morning. Are you indeed the custodian? His head kind of tilts. That's not the name I would use. Then what do you go by? Renonkis is my name. Renonkis. Renonkis is my name. I apologize. I am speaking from quite far away. Well, Renonkis... Why do you stand as you do? To protect the tower. Why do you approach as you do? To pass through the tower. Through the tower. Is that not the only way to ascend the cliffs? No, there are other ways to ascend the cliffs. What of your group back there? What is their purpose? Their purpose is to be my allies in our adventure together. We did not know whether you were friend or foe, so we sought to only offer one person at a time. Why do you travel with a child? Because it would be irresponsible (laughs) to leave a child home alone. Do you not care for your young? I do not have young. (laughs) Well, when you become a parent, it means a responsibility for life. He's single. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies. Maybe he's just in a committed relationship that has chosen not to have children. He's a dog. (laughs) But Renankis, I do do not mean to distract you from your duty. My, my, My group and I, our adventure 
carries us past these cliffs. We must ascend the tower if it is the only way, but if there are alternatives that do not require the death-defying ascension of the cliffs themselves, we would gladly be directed to them. Travel north until you find your way. Or just as simply travel south. As far south as you can go until you meet the edge of the cliffs and you can simply go around. There's no reason to go up this way. What reason should we have to avoid the tower? What is precious within it that requires your protection? Because his head tilts again. Are you leading me to believe that you just stumbled across this tower? We were guided here, but we were not told why the tower is such an important monument on our journey. Who guided you? The child's dreams. And she kind of looks over her shoulder and indicates, like, kind of points to Tompkins. I would speak to him. Perhaps if you promise that no harm will come to him during the conversation. Why would I harm a child? Why do you wear such a big sword? (laughs) And he just kind of smiles and he, uh, carefully, you don't sense any kind of hostility uh, when he does this. He pulls the, the blade out and the blade catches your attention, not just because of its size, but because as he pulls it out, you can see that it is made of pearl and has a white obsidian handle and nestled atop of that handle is a large diamond. You don't have to roll a check to know that this weighs far more gold than you could imagine. And it sits atop of the uh, sword. And he kind of, he puts it forward and puts it into the ground and just looks at you. He expects you to have some sort of recognition when he, when he um, brandishes the blade. That looks expensive. Do you not know what it is? That's a very large diamond. (laughs) (laughs) He tilts his head again. I would speak to the child, and he waits. And he says, fair enough, but remember, he is a child, therefore much of what he says is utter nonsense and stupidity. (laughs) And then she turns around, goes back up the path, and says, okay, the custodian dog man isn't necessarily hostile and he just like basically relays that yeah he seems to have some kind of is his broom broke Tompkins you're a child by the way okay he thinks you're you're a baby and he wants to talk to you because I told him that your dreams are guiding us through the tower Tompkins (laughs) listen very carefully I sold you as some sort of sleepwalking child Tompkins (laughs) shut up I sold you as some kind of sleepwalking child prophet that dreams that oh we must God. go through the tower and pass through I'm gonna it. Have to he lie. seems to be some kind of guard. No, you just need to just spew your normal stupid shit. Um, he, he's <laughs> some kind of guardian that is neutral, and if we play our cards right, he might let us through without a fight. Even though I really don't know how he expects to fight with that huge like diamond on his blade. Like that just I think it's ornamental or something. Here's a diamond on his blade? Yeah. How big a diamond? It's huge, man. If I could get my hands on that, just yeah. Saying. What does the blade look like? Well, it's it's got like you know, it's it's, it's the handle's probably like onyx or, or something, and the the blade actually actually looks kind of like shell pearl maybe, but the diamond, enormous. So yeah, that's I don't think not, it's no. And he kind of looks around. He's like, that's the sort of resurrection. <gasps> Is that worth a lot of gold? 
<laughs> We're gonna need a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it this is it. This is the thing we've never experienced before. It's only the Archon of Light brandishes the the sword of resurrection. And Who's guys? I don't think that's a custodian. Okay, well, Tompkins, what's this Arcane of Light? Is that him? What does he do? What does Archon, the Arcane of Light Archon. 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 do? Archon of Light? All of these chat boxes. <laughs> the Archon, Archon of Light, I mean, like, does whatever he wants. Okay, well, go talk to him and get him to want to let us pass. Yeah. Come Apparently on, Tompkins, let's go. He's choosing to stand in the actually, middle of a field. Brummelstone, you might want to come as well. You might actually understand half of what they have a conversation about. But we'll we'll stand a few feet back. Let them have the little little thing. All right, Tompkins, let's go. And he yeah. like, kind of puts hands on his shoulders and kind of like marches him forward. Oh, okay. So real quick, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is this a better voice, or is this a better voice, <laughs> Tompkins? Tompkins, your normal voice is fine. You're just a child. Ouch. Don't worry about it. <gasps> march, 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 yeah. march. Come on, Brownstone. March, Please, march, ah. march, 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 march. <laughs> So uh, ten, ten's left behind with like Ertl. She's like, "Do they think we're stupid?" <laughs> <laughs> look, we follow look, another manager's meeting, guys. <laughs> what, uh, tension within the ranks. We, we, we man. follow them at a. Di- I follow them at a distance. Let's just go. Yeah, no, like, sh- I like. I like the idea of them like shuffling two feet behind, yeah. shuffling close. Yeah, we're just gonna. I'm yeah, gonna. Follow, ten's gonna. Whenever J- Javasa turns around, we just stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, we're all going. Yeah, the Motley crew makes its way down. Uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as soon as he gets close enough to really get a little bit of a, a good uh, beat on this character, um, Tompkins looks at him and he goes, Rinny? Oh. And the the Archon of Light, as he called him previously, says, Tompkins? <laughs> Oh, oh my god, they could have said you were a child. He, he rips the sword out of the ground and then like just effortlessly, like with no strength needed at all, swings it a couple times and sheaths it and then just kind of relaxes and just walks forward and he's like, What are you doing here? And he's like, Oh, um and he's like, Hold on. No 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 Tompkins, Tompkins, just just be you. Just be you now. Just be you. You said I was a kid. Just be you, please. Please, Tompkins. Please, Tompkins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So check this out. Uh, I've got a new crew, obviously. And um, we need to go this way because going north would take super long and going south would take even longer. And we need to get into Ozen Tower. And we figured... Honestly, I thought that, like, after it was built, it wouldn't really need anyone hanging around it. So I don't know why you're here. I mean, you're valuable. You're useful. I'm just saying, like, you just stand here all the time. Which means you got that promotion. And the Archon kind of looks at him and he says, yeah, I did get the promotion. I, You know, I used to be a custodian here. And he's like, that's what I thought. I thought you used to be a custodian here. And he's like, I did. I used to clean up. And, uh, you know, you put the time in. You put the ethic uh, in. You show them your ethic, really. And, uh, yeah, results, man. Results. So, uh, yeah, our kind of light. What's up with that, right? And he's like, I know. That's so cool. You got, this, the, you got the sword of resurrection? He's like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's me now. It's kind of a big deal. But so who are your friends? And he's like, 
Uh, well, I mean, some of them are my friends and some of them I'm still working on. But this is Vasa. <laughs> Vasa is this super cool rogue that I know. And then there's Tin and Tin. It Okay, so these guys are like from another world. Like multiple worlds. He's like, really? And he's like, yeah, like they're on this whole where so i don't it's kind of a big deal um we're looking you remember the endless slumber and he's like yes of course we know of the endless slumber the king of dreams and he's before he goes he's like, yeah you got all the all the titles um he's like the what in trouble <laughs> and He's in trouble, and like he had to shatter stardust, and he scattered it everywhere, and so we just got to pick it up. And he kind of left it in a couple places that we could find pretty easily. And um, so yeah, we're 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 heading back. We're heading uh to the Valley of the Stars, which is where we think the the next one is. And he's like, hmm. so that's pretty cool. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. <sighs> so I don't know. Do you guys want to introduce yourself? Because like, I kind of went on some of you, and then like, I, it feels weird for me to introduce you all. Well, that just told me who you consider friends and who you don't. <laughs> and I'm a little bit hurt right now, Tompkins. Is it because I got flustered and stopped, or do you think that I think things through much farther ahead than I do? It's icebreaker time. Thank you. Let's share our name and one fun fact that nobody knows about us. Ooh. Um, I'll go first. I'm Tompkins, and, um, fun fact, I am a really good builder, like, planner. I did good stuff, and he kind of looks to the tower like, fun fact. Did you build that? You freaking built it. Yeah! Oh my god. Yeah, it's really cool inside. Looks cool. Okay, someone else. Um, I'm Roberto. Fun fact. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Next. No, fun fact. Uh, Roberto, Roberto here can talk to giant blue jays. <laughs> we all knew that, though. Uh, Tin, so Tin, Tin's probably, like, just because her natural instinct when she sees somebody big and intimidating is to, like, uh, cross her arms and, like, do the stoic uh, thing. She's like... Hi, I'm Tin, and that's all she says. Fun fact. Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Next person. No, facts are neither fun nor <laughs> nor factual. Rini, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really is- sorry. This whole thing's falling apart. No, no. How is he supposed to address us if we can't give him a fun fact or even a fact? Uh. And <laughs> the Archon just kind of smiles like, hmm. Tin rolls her eyes and she's like, I mean, like, pretty much everyone knows everything about me already. I mean, I guess, like, my favorite food. Um, I like brass nuts and bolts. Uh, you know, like, steel and copper and all of those ones are okay, but the brass ones are the best. Uh, my name is Brummel Stonehammer Storm. I'm a wizard turned summoner, summoner from Obrimus. Uh, my favorite flower is the Brillywick. 
You got. I don't know if you have them here. It's a very beautiful flower. Purple with spots. It's very beautiful. Grows up in the hills. When everyone no. turns to Vasa. <laughs> what about Ertleby? Oh, sorry. Everyone turns to Ertleby. <laughs> I'm Ertleby. And my fun fact is I think I liked both of Torrance's wives equally. Well, no. I guess the new one's just his girlfriend. But I, I think they're both good, even though the first one did join that cult. Anyway, that's my fun fact. Vasa? Uh, Vasa's like, okay, um, my name is Vasa. I am of the rogue persuasion, I suppose. Really? And I can dislocate my thumb and relocate it back. Oh. Do you deal purely in deception? Oh, no, not perception. Not perception, good sir. Deception. Oh, deception. No, no, no. Not at all. Ask this team. It's Deception is hmm. not where my trade lies. No, it's like mostly murder. <laughs> ten, ten. For a good cause. Yeah, oh, yes. For the For greater, good greater good. She's also very stingy. But really, the thumb. <laughs> <laughs> but Tomkins looks up at you and he's like, hey, he works for the gods, so like, I wouldn't tell him the rogue part. Well, Tompkins, you didn't say any of that, and now I've said it, and now the sir knows <laughs> that despite being a rogue, when when facing an individual, looking him in the eye, I am honest. And uh, the didn't uh, Tompkins introduce her as a rogue as well? Yeah, he actually did. He was like, "He's a really cool rogue." <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right about right that first thing. <laughs> Tompkins yeah. gave away, but doesn't remember. Uh, <laughs> so, um. And he says, and so none of you know what's inside Ozen Tower? Oh, but no, but it's got a really cool name. Before you enter the tower, then, I have a series of questions that I will ask. Will you submit to the truth? Yes. This place likes questions. Always. He has his sword back out, and he plants it in the ground, and there's this set of runes that spread out and edge themselves into the ground, and suddenly you're surrounded by this huge set of runes etched into the ground, kind of glowing this pulsating blue. And he says, very well then, and he removes his hands from the sword. Where do you hail from? We come from different worlds. I'm from a world called Cog. As if I, I am from there too. Where on Cog? I was created in the flats. Um, my home used to be wherever my gunslinger master Nino resided. Um, however, she is no longer of any of the worlds. <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Mm, and she's um, somewhere. And, and puts a comforting and, uh, hand on your shoulder. Aww. I like this guy. <laughs> so technically, I don't have a home, but I consider these guys uh, pretty cool. You as well are from this cog. I am from Phallus. Tin, can I just make a mention that Tin is very nervous because the last time she had a question and answer kind of <laughs> session, uh, the demigod really didn't like her. So she's like, if she could sweat, she'd be sweating bullets right now. <laughs> Guys, I'm this brand. is a whole other job interview. Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, she's <laughs> terrible. The last one. 
What happens if we lie here? You cannot lie. Not here. Can Vasa now try to lie? Yeah. Yeah, so she You have no voice. Wow. She like (laughs) like her mouth moves. Wow. And then and then she actually she goes she like does this for us. Guys, we can't lie. Try it. And like (laughs) And like even moving your mouth, you can't like Brummelstone can see what you're trying to mime, what you're trying to say, because he can read lips. And she's really just going So Roberto attempts. Her lips won't form into any sort of vowels or uh, sounds. We've got trapped in the liar liar circle. Are we compelled to answer, or is it that we simply cannot lie? Silence is its own answer. Ah. Well, in that case, uh, my brother and I hear hail from Obrimos. Where? Uh, I am familiar with Obrimos. Oh, good. Most likely Uh, not the timeline you're from, but... There are many timelines, and hopefully you found the brightest one. Uh, The one I was from was not... So shiny. Uh, and then he would describe, like, geographically where it was, like, in the mountain range. And it was Dwarf Town. Um, I don't know that offhand. So. It's okay. <laughs> I hail from Rollum of Menroth. He kind of nods. And then he looks back at Roberto and he's like, you were not from Obrimos. Um, no, but I was created on Obrimos. My f- physical form was created on Obrimos. Hmm. Where do you hail from? Um, I am of the elemental plane. Probably which one? Uh, the wind. Hmm. Uh, I'm a windborn. Although I identify more now with my physical form because I've spent so much time here. And what do you most covet? Um. I want to be a real boy. I don't know. I'm not really <laughs> sure what is. It's not not what do you most value. Value. What do you most want that you do not have? My cat. Hmm. Um, I want. I just want the world to not be broken anymore. Hmm. It's in a. It's a mess. I mean, and I want. All of us to just be happy and alive. <laughs> that That's the actual truth, right, Enzo? I, Roberto's truth? Yes. Yeah. And then he just kind of smiles and says, you may proceed. All right. Oh. Okay. No more questions. <laughs> Suckers. I look at the other guys and I just walk in front of them. Sorry. that was He, let, he lets it slide. <laughs> <laughs> so what, Part of the child. I'm, like, I'm the only one allowed so far. You're so the far, one answered. Oh, Red Rover, Red Rover, said Roberto. <laughs> uh, I guess I just go. I walk ahead, but I walk. All right, we're gonna go up the cliff. <laughs> um, I like the idea of a bonus episode of just Enzo climbing the stairs, <laughs> <laughs> narrating everything. Roberto and Hopkins just going up the stairs, talking about stuff. He's, he's just numbering them. <laughs> Step three thousand five hundred and seventy-eight. <laughs> At three thousand five hundred and seventy-nine. I like the idea that you said he was, he was like naming them. Is what I heard, and so he'd be like, you know, step three thousand seven hundred nine, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he looks to the group. Brummelstone would say he was. He's been trying to figure out the best phrasing for it. 
Um, but what he most covets is people who can be with the ones they love, people who can have a simple life. You know, I've been pulled from my family, and then I was pulled from my love. And I hope after all this to return to that. He just kind of nods and looks to the rest of the group. And uh, Tompkins steps up and he's like, I I think I just, I think what I covet the most is that everyone else here seems to really know themselves. And I'm still trying to figure out who I am and why me in all this. And um, I don't know. Everybody else seems to really know what they're doing and I just kind of fumble around and, um, yeah, I guess I just, I want to figure things out. And he kind of nods and looks at the rest of you. Vasa steps forward and she says, um, looking this individual in the eye, she says, the preservation of my family. And he nods. Anyone can go now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, me too. Oh, me too. It is family. It is what about your family? What about it? Well, this one says that she covets the protection of your family. Am I correct? Preservation, protection. Preservation, excuse me. Uh, Whereas you just say you covet your family. Does that mean that if you could, you would gather them all? Keep them in some sort of containment no what what kind of what is that no well i'm trying to further uh understand what you covet is your family what do you covet about your family i just like them for who they are and you when he looks to tin oh wait but Ramos don't hasn't gone yet. He totally went. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Open my heart out. Ramos don't hasn't actually tried yet. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for Ramos's real answer. Um, Okay. Okay. uh, I wish for a time when Tin was my friend (laughs) (laughs) and paid attention to me. That's I covered those days. Remember on Cog. Remember when we were on the ship together? She was a sweet old lady. Remember when we were, we were there together? The softener and the finisher. I remember. Right. Remember the I beginning and the end. Yeah. Um, well, she tries to say revenge at first. And when she can't say it, um, it kind of leads her to um, the deeper the deeper idea that she's kind of been circling around for a while, which is um, which has caused a lot of her grief. Is she And she says... Um, the end to, uh, to greed and, um, to end violence, senseless violence. My last question. And he looks to Tin for this. He starts with you. What is greater than you? Uh, this journey this uh this this adventure not venture this calling um this quest that we've been been put on um the need to for this to uh be successful is greater than any of us 
Including me. And he nods. Looks terrible. I would say the nightmares are greater than me. But are they greater than all of us together? Hmm. And then he looks at Brummelstone. The concepts, as they have been so called. He kind of takes a step back. There's a slight smirk. And then he looks to Vasa. The legacy passed down to me. I will allow you to enter the, t- the tower. But before you enter, understand this. There are other ways forward, as previously discussed. You could attempt to climb the cliffside. It's dangerous, but it is possible. You could make your way north through the forests into the plains of Floloria. Treacherous, but no worse than what you'll face here. However, there is a reason that the path has brought you here. A reason that this is the only true way toward the Valley of the Stars for you. You are being tested. Rolanus would know you now. You bring your stories with you, tales and legends that exist beyond the boundaries of the pages of this world. And now the world would see you for who you really are. Know that Ozen Tower is whatever you bring into it. Your strength, your resolve, and your limits. All will be on trial. And make no mistake, if you do not prove yourself within the tower, the final chapter of your story will be written within its walls. Do not seek the artifact that is held within. Ascend the tower, and when you reach the top, simply leave. He looks to all of you and he says, good luck on your journey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Season 3, Episode 24. Custodians are ripped. Thanks to everyone for listening so far, and a huge thanks to all of you who have become Patreon members. Because of you, this and every other episode is possible. The music from this episode comes from Kevin McLeod, which you can find at Incompetech.com. The sound effects come from Sirenscape, which you can find at Sirenscape.com. Turns out there's a natural gas leak. Everyone passes away. Because <laughs> 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 of Roberto? Well, except <laughs> yeah. for Roberto and Tin, we all wake. Uh, we both wake up, and then Roberto and Tin actually fart natural gas. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought you said. Yes. Like, guys, you guys can't yeah. see that close. Because, like, oh, I thought you making a joke. I think making like a deep joke about like a tier three joke about Roberto's uh, origins. Uh, yes. He's a wind crystal. Or fuck, a windborn? Fog cloud. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's a windborn forge that always uses fog cloud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Farts. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so You're after a proctologist, it all makes sense. Yeah, like I, I thought it was all tied together. <laughs> uh, there's no buts about it. <laughs> we like uh, when people analyze poems way too much. Analyze. It's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. After an uneventful, gainful eight hours, you're all brought out of your sleep by the sound of... What does your alarm sound like? Oh. 
The system is down. I don't get the reference. It's just doing strong bad stuff over and over. In the in the yeah in the early two thousands, there was a popular web series named Homestar Runner. <laughs> what were their names by the brothers? What? Grim. Is that right? Chaps. What? The brothers Chaps. 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 I was like, Grim didn't sound right. Thing. No, yeah, I thought it was wrong. I was like, those are the only brothers I know. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the, only the brothers, brothers Hammerstorm. <laughs> Boom. Those are the only real brothers I know. <laughs> wow. This is real to me. Real. I mean, like, real people. Oh. <laughs> uh, did you set off people that didn't set off the alarm? Yeah, I, I. It was everyone except for, or it was everyone that was in our circle, including um, the little golem, or um, what? Okay. Excuse me. Sorry, uh, elemental. What? I'm racist. sorry. What is it? Racist. What? <laughs> little golem. <laughs> the man is huge. Sorry. <laughs> the alarm didn't go off. Then I was I was going to do something with Tompkins, but oh, man, shit! Just to wake you up. Nothing important. Like it was oh. going to be a bit. Um, Time out. As a short guy, don't call people puny man. That hurts. That hurts. <laughs> Is that Bronson saying Is that, that or Wesley? Wesley? <laughs> Wesley saying that. Are you sure, really? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like five something. I went. We once held. Most of us are five something. I think I'm like five six. Okay. I'm short for a male. Uh, okay. I, had no I went idea. once to help someone. I know. Move. I always thought I'd be like. I always thought I'd look no. up to you. We're all we're all tall on the internet. The we're worst part, the that's really the bad part, is that's if I go the name far, of our autobiography group book. <laughs> we're all tall on the internet. Yeah. But we're all well, clothed, here you go, we're puny man. Making your way down the path, it sort of winds at times and goes up and over, but overall, it's a pretty steady path and it's just absolutely beautiful out uh roberto it's hard for you not to want to take just a moment to appreciate nature's beauty kind of is he grabbing an apple oh no oh (laughs) i I was was getting ready to talk about the fruit on the tree and you're like (laughs) oh his laser his laser vision scans the entire (laughs) (laughs) he just reaches up and he just slowly lowers dinner into view (laughs) (laughs) landscape Landscape what? analyzed. Go, go, legs. My eyeglass thing was up there. Um, but yes, uh, Roberto starts like marveling at nature, like reaching out for birds. Can you get closer like, to the mic? It's getting, it's fading out. <clears throat> Excuse Sorry. me. Roberto was be like marveling at the wonder of nature. He'd be, um, he would be, um. <laughs> Reaching out for birds and what's what what's la- what's funny? Nothing. It's beautiful. It's just it's bringing us all joy. What's funny? <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know, Enzo. They're laughing. I don't understand. I just like that you were getting closer, but you didn't stop. You just kept getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> oh no! It looks different. It's like not as cl- I'm not actually as close. When I'm this here, I'm not even touching it, but it looks like I am in the, yeah. the camera. I laugh because like in the middle of it, went like, 
Is the birds come on and get off my bitch? My chair. My chair got stuck. Things are happening. There's so much money. Okay. Okay, okay. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Alright, so future Pedro cut here. This guy just thought it's gonna be impossible to edit that part. He's in the middle of a description, and we're like, I reach out my finger and I let it hop onto my finger, and I'm just like, okay, just a little, little hop. There's a little hop, and then it kind of like nestles up to your thumb and suggests that you pet it. I pet it. That is a huge blue jay you're petting. How big are they? Vulture, apparently. How big are they? A pumpkin lands on my finger. I'm sorry, it was too easy. It was. I wouldn't have done it any better. It was funny. It's like I didn't say anything, and the rest is like, don't worry. Right there. I really need to not feed the bluebirds and blue jays as much <laughs> in this world. The harvest far too bountiful for, for one species. There's too many, too many, too many bird feeders out. There's just a bunch of retired dads. Bird feeders everywhere. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay. My stomach. Okay. Is everyone okay. Right? <laughs> I just had to make up for some oxygen that I had like missed out on for like 30 seconds there. Okay. We can make it through this. We can make okay. it. We can, we can make it to the danger. Maybe I'll put this one up as like an unedited Patreon exclusive. <laughs> Like they're not even gonna know what's funny because they have none of the visuals. I know it's it. the best part. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Shinzo five minutes looked of as though he was petting a rather large blue jay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make it extra confusing. We'll do voiceovers. We'll do like director commentary, but they won't be able to tell when we're talking versus when past us are talking. <laughs> Next, okay. it's a hummingbird. Yeah. So. Um, I was, I don't really necessarily have a home. I was created by, uh, to be a battle machine and, you know, like I'm working through that slowly. That's caused some issues in my life, but, um, yeah. So, you know, I called, was it, didn't I call the flats home first? Cause that's where Nina was, right? Or no, sorry. In what, in what manner? You've lied about the flats being your home in episode 52. Oh. That's because I just thought that was where. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, is you lied to um, Iso. You're like, I'm heading back. I got to go meet Nina, and it's like, oh, really? You have her gun. And like, she would never give it up, and you're like, because she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go to the funeral. No, sorry. Guys, that's what I was talking uh, about. 
real talk, like I thought, I thought she was based in the flats. You were created in the flats and then sent off. And oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. So uh, you can tell I if you want to. Guess, I just didn't know if you were. Yeah, I got a little confused which part needed because it, like, technically, I would consider where she was my home, but I was the last created place in the she flats. was at was the cellar. Oh, Aww. that's funny. You're just so <laughs> funny. Um, can I ask, like, what if the thing, one of the thing is a shard? We need those. You cannot take the artifact. But we need to say, okay, but. It's not, it's not the shard. Okay. okay it's not the shard. It's not the shard. No, it's, just, I don't even know what that just, is. Okay. Well, <laughs> some people didn't know. Look, I've been a custodian here for a really long time. It's not well, the, the shard. Well, the first place we went to thought it was a lighthouse lamp. So, you know, we're just try- just trying to cover no, all the bases. No, it's not. Sure. Okay. Well, then, in just that go. case, yeah. <laughs> Does Tompkins know what the shard is? Thank you. I just, I just really wanted somebody to be like, touch nothing but the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Roborto is his monkey. Apu, because he's got fez. Got the fez. He's going to be the, the one to touch the, the non. He's going to be the one to touch the non. <laughs> oh my god. The artifact is actually a giant blue jay. <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on our way.